You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, also the host of the official Pelicans Twitch show on the fly, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, a victorious day for your New Orleans Pelicans after a sluggish start, putting the Bulls away in the second half to the tune of a 123-108 victory, a very, very good win for New Orleans and one they should have gotten and almost needed to get and did get. We're going to talk about this game, the first two segments of the show, breaking down what happened, then looking at the outstanding play of two of the rookies here, Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and the connection they showed in this game uh, last night. Then we'll just recap some general things around the team. Still getting updates on Zion, hearing him talk on J.J. Reddick's podcast as well. And J.J. Reddick on there has a pretty controversial take. I'll let you guys know what that is. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So it was a 123-108 win for your New Orleans Pelicans over the Chicago Bulls in a game that was basically a tale of two halves in this one. The first half was putrid, putrid basketball, though somehow it ended up being tied at 48 apiece. Neither team shot above 42%. In fact, the Pelicans shot under 38% in this one, 25% from deep. They shot just 71% from the free throw line. The Chicago Bulls shot under 42%, 33% from deep, and they shot a pitiful 38% from uh, the free throw line. No one was shooting well at all. There were misses basically in every sort of capacity out there on the court. You missed threes. You missed free throws. You missed, I don't know, long twos. You also missed just the easiest layups that you could possibly take. And no one could make anything. And both teams ended up nodded at 48 all. It was just bad basketball, particularly the first quarter. There's no sugarcoating it. I joked on Twitter that the bitty basketball, the youth basketball game they played at halftime was going to be better than what we saw in the first half. And I meant that as a joke. And then these six-year-olds came out and started firing away from an NBA three-point line and making everything. All those guys combined shot something like 75% in this one. It's six-year-olds on 10-foot rims. They should not shoot better than an NBA team did, but that is exactly what happened, which shows you the kind of basketball that we saw from this team um, in the first half. But things got significantly better in the second half. The Pelicans put up 75 points in the final two frames, turning everything around. They shot almost 60% from the field, 50% from deep, and 84% from the free throw line. Chicago Bulls got nowhere near those numbers. They also really limited their turnovers, putting up just four more in the game after nine in the first half. So this is really good. I'm really happy to see this because this is a team that would have struggled to do this early on in the year, particularly without Drew Holiday. But they really put their foot on the gas in the second half and beat a team that frankly they're better than. And that's what you've got to just see. It's 
in a way, some growth. Is it encouraging long-term that you get off to such a sluggish start? No, but you know what? They kind of flipped that proverbial switch. The coaches made adjustments and there were a number and we'll touch on them. And they frankly just managed to turn things around and be the better team, which they are. That by itself is growth and something you want to see out of this team. So by the numbers in this one, Josh Hart into the starting lineup in place of Drew Holiday. 13 points on the night, six rebounds, made two threes. He was pretty good. This is a dude who just makes, I don't know, hustle play after hustle play. And he made a number of them in this one. Two offensive boards from him too. Brandon Ingram flirted with a triple-double in this one. He was awesome, particularly in the second half. And in the third quarter, when this team really started to pull away and was kind of the catalyst that got this uh, a run going that made New Orleans kind of get the lead and hold it for good. 29 points on the night, 11 assists. That is ties a career high. Eight rebounds, four made threes. He was 11 of 12 from the line, seven of 19 from the field overall. Derek Favors in 24 minutes, 12 points, nine boards, including three offensive, just doing some of that dirty work down low. J.J. Redick, despite getting off to a slow start in this one, became basically just on fire. 24 points on the night on 14 shots. He was 6 of 12 from deep in this one. Six made threes, four of four from the line, four rebounds, four assists. Just a straight-up phenomenal night from him on this uh, against the, the Chicago Bulls. Lonzo Ball in the starting lineup where I think he'll stay. Not as great of a game as he's been having, but still somewhat effective. 11 points, seven rebounds, five, uh, sorry, seven assists, five rebounds. Not the best shooting night, four of 11. 0 for five from the three-point line, um, but got to the, the charity stripe a couple of times, hit three of his four, that's good, including a couple of nice, really aggressive moves. This was one of those things where you can see his confidence growing, just slicing through the defense, trying to finish at the rim. You don't see him do that all that often. I think one thing I was disappointed from with him was he and Derek Favors were not on the same page at all offensively. However, he built some pretty good chemistry with Zion Williamson in the preseason. So whereas those two may not be on the same page, I fully expect Lonzo and Zion to be after maybe a game or two. And that makes me pretty excited about what this team is going to be capable of doing. We're going to leave Jackson Hayes and Akeel Alexander-Walker, talk about them in the next segment. Each one more, just usual good each one more. Six points on the night for him. Nicolo Melli even got into the game. Three points for him. Um, making a bucket and going to the line. This was a weird game for the Chicago Bulls. They hung around before just getting the doors blown off them in the second half. Zach Levine had probably the quietest 32 points in this one. He kept making bucket after bucket, but it just seemed like I don't know where these numbers were coming from. Um, and he wasn't doing it from deep. He only had three made threes in this one, but was just driving by a number of these um, Pelicans defenders, which has been a bit of an issue with last game in this one, got to the uh, got to the hoop and just scored that way. New Orleans, like I said, clamped down on the turnovers in the second half. They gave the Bulls some easy points in the first half where they were kind of getting swallowed up and making bad passes with a very aggressive Bulls defense. But once they started to play a little bit more under control, make better passes, they stopped uh, throwing those skip passes, which were getting intercepted and just turned into fast break points by the Bulls, they kind of turned this game around. And you saw it. It led to a win. New Orleans now improves to 14-5 um, 
19 and 25 on the season. A very good win for them. Very happy to see that as well. So things are moving, at least for now, in a better direction. So actually, I misspoke there. They are 13 and 25 on the season. Now their 13th win of the season coming against the Chicago Bulls right here. We'll touch on the Rooks in a moment here, but today's show brought to you by my bookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football and basketball so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between the playoffs in the NFL, NBA season, and the start of the college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to try and win a lot, give a parlay a chance. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Are you tired of watching the games on the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That is free money for you right here. If you deposit $2,000 in, you get an extra thousand in free money to play with. Just use promo code locked on NBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on NBA to take advantage of my bookies generous signup offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So some of the Rooks got some pretty good run in this game in Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You could also say Zion got some run before the game. He's been playing simulated uh, games and practices with some of the coaches and is throwing down monster dunks during those times. You've seen some of them on ESPN and on social media as well. And people were prepared for it today. Pre-game, you saw cameras set up just to record what he was doing during these warm-ups. Everyone was excited. Every beat beat writer, reporter, blogger had their phone up trying to get some video of it. It's, it's coming soon, everybody. He's going to be back before we know it. Maybe, like I said, my guess might be the 16th, uh, but sometime around then. So we're maybe about a week out. But the other rookies impressed in actual basketball in a game that the Pelicans really wanted to win. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes did a very good job and showed some really good chemistry together. Nikhil Alexander-Walker played 20 minutes in this one, four of eight from the field, two of five from deep, just one of three from the foul line. That's okay for 11 points, but he also chipped in six assists and four rebounds. And more importantly than that, his defense was pretty good. He struggled with that at times, and at times he makes some kind of rash and brash uh, decisions offensively, like going right into Rudy Gobert a couple of times on in Monday's game. But he was very solid in this run, running the offense when needed, giving them just a jolt of life and not being afraid to pull the trigger and shoot um, and take an open shot. Defensively at one point in the second half, guarding he guarded two Bulls players in the corner and managed to limit a drive on that and cover as much ground as he did. All of that's excellent to see from him and shows his growth as a player. Of those assists, it was three or four of them went to Jackson Hayes. Hayes was pretty good in this one. This is his best uh, game probably as a pro. 14 points on the night, 12 rebounds, including four offensive, seven of 10 shooting, and he chipped in four blocks. 
Now he had four fouls, and at times his defense really isn't great. He doesn't seem to really know where he's supposed to be. He struggles just to jump up vertically when defending, leading to a lot of those fouls. But when he does some of these things right, man, you can see what a special player he is going to become. In that dunker spot and the positioning offensively, he just kind of gets it innately. He's not afraid to go up and fight for boards, and you're seeing him do a much better job on the glass than he was to start the year, which was a big struggle for him. And now you're seeing him kind of block shots. He hunts them a little bit and maybe shouldn't be doing that as much because he's in a better spot to grab a rebound rather than leaving that spot to go after a block that he's not going to get. But he still makes some ridiculous plays and does swat shots away better than I think we were expecting him to do when he was coming into the league. So the fact that these two have chemistry together alone is a really good thing because they're going to be playing a lot of basketball together, hopefully for the foreseeable next like seven years, six years that they'll at least be under contract for, assuming they all play well. So both rookies, really, really impressive. It allowed Derek Favors to kind of get some rest, a game where he seemed maybe a little bit sluggish in this one. And frankly, I think they kept him on the bench because, well, you had uh, Jackson Hayes playing such good basketball. His screens are also solid. He creates space for other players. He knows when to roll. All of those just kind of little things that make you a valuable guy in the NBA, he can really do. And chemistry with another rookie, and they've talked about this in the offseason, having all three of these guys, like it's a recruiting class, is a really nice thing to have with all of them. They're starting to get comfortable. You saw Nikhil Alexander-Walker get first quarter minutes and first half minutes. He hasn't been getting a ton of that recently, but we've seen that at the end of halves, at the end of quarters, sometimes Drew Holiday gets pulled and someone needs to kind of fill in a few of those minutes. It had been Frank Jackson for a while, but you can see this maybe shifting towards Nikhil Alexander-Walker a little bit, and he is earning those minutes with his play out there on the court when given the limited opportunity. Yeah, he is going out and taking advantage of it. So very cool to see the rookies playing exceptionally well. Um, Nikhil, we expected this to be about right for him, but Jackson Hayes has just been an unbelievable bright spot. And imagine when he just kind of gets refined or I don't, not smarter, but just learns the game a little bit more. He is going to be a very, very special player. So I mentioned it in the open of the show. I am the co-host alongside Gus Cattengill of ESPN Radio 100.3 FM here in New Orleans of On The Fly, the official Pelicans Twitch show. We took a break over the holiday since I know people were kind of running around doing different things, but the show is back. The next show is going to be live on January 16th, twitch.com slash Pelicans NBA. Go there right now. Hit that follow button so that you get alerted when it goes live. Don't have the time yet, but I will let you all know on social media we are going to have some fun with this one because we are going to be back zion's going to be back soon maybe making his debut in that game we might have a lot to talk about we'll also probably be breaking down other things you want to know and able to take your questions live on the show get them read on air answer them right there so join in on the conversation join us on the show go to twitch.com slash pelicans nba and hit that follow button so you went you know when on the fly goes live so we'll talk about J.J. Reddick's podcast here in like two seconds. But before that, Brandon Ingram did get hurt in this game, hurting his right pinky finger um, before going into halftime of this one and kind of kept touching it and holding it 
all game long. He ended up playing through the pain. Ended up uh, getting x-rays done on it after the game. Seems like it is not considered serious whatsoever. It's just a sprained right pinky finger. It shouldn't be any sort of big deal, so we can avoid any sort of worry about that. Drew Holiday's there, injury with his uh, elbow contusion. He'll be traveling with the team on the road trip. I think it seems like it will be fine and shouldn't be a big deal with that one either, though it's the Pelicans you never know at times. So it's the new Pelicans too. So Zion Williamson went on J.J. Reddick's podcast. This is the first episode, I think, during the season. He recorded one in the offseason when he was spending the summer in the Hamptons with his family. Had Zion on, which was pretty cool. I'm not going to like rehash much of it here because, frankly, you should go and give it a listen and let him get the credit for all of that. But he did say some interesting things, one of which could be seen as almost alarming, and that was that Zion seriously considered going back to Duke for his sophomore year. And remember, after the lottery, everyone was like, Zion should go back and shouldn't play for the Pelicans. He was considering going back before the lottery happened. The day to declare for the draft is after that. And so it wasn't like he could really change his mind in the first place. That was a whole non-story. But his parents actually encouraged him to go to the NBA saying this was his dream and he's worked so hard to do it. And it's right there. In case we're all pretty happy, they convinced him to do so. Kind of interesting, though, that he considered even going back to college at some point, which shows you just some guys really want that experience, and it's a lot of fun. And there's no right or wrong answer or decision with that. He also mentioned that he played AAU basketball with John Morant. These two guys were the first and second pick in the NBA draft, and that they were role players on that AAU team. They weren't even starters or good players, and wow. Things have changed pretty quickly over like a three-year span for both of them as they're now here in the NBA as the first and second pick. And John Morant right now is the front runner for Rookie of the Year. J.J. Redick, who's a noted foodie, had an interesting take on this saying, he has not had a good, complete meal in New Orleans yet. Now, there's a bit of an asterisk on this saying that he means appetizers, entree, and dessert. So all of those things. And then he's got a very high bar and he's a very tough critic. I think a lot of us would disagree maybe with that, but he also hasn't been here long enough to really try everything and everywhere. And without knowing the list of full list of restaurants he's been to, I don't know what to say about that. But I get it somewhat. Maybe he's factoring service too, maybe drinks, although I don't know if he drinks much or even during the season. Uh, So it could go kind of anyway, but that did surprise me hearing that a little bit. I'm sure if he needs some recommendations, all of you can definitely help out with that. Also probably need to let him know where your preference is to get a king cake. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Go to twitch.tv, twitch.com slash pelicansnba. Follow them there as well for the next episode of On The Fly coming January 16th. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow to get you set for the weekend. 